Welcome to our three-part housing series where we talk about various issues advancing the housing process. We'll talk about Section 8 housing, we'll talk about displacement, single-family zoning, and those ever-pesky additional dwelling units. I'm your host, Bob Stedler. Joining me this week is Nadia Lopez, San Jose City Hall reporter. So moving on to our next conversation on housing, we're going to talk about the three P's of housing and displacement. The three P's is production, preservation, and protection. There's been lots of debate about this over the last several years, and most recently, uh, a shocking, uh, heavily debated item was Assembly Bill 1482 that was signed into law by Governor Newsom. Um, while the headlines touted rent control, it's actually rent stabilization. Um, so it's a cap of 5%. And as Senate President Pro Tem Tony Atkins stressed in her comments to the media that this is a cap which sunsets in 2030 and not rent control. So with me today, as always, is Nadia Lopez. Nadia, welcome. Hi. So what are your thoughts on the three Ps and displacement? It's a hot topic these days and lots of people are discussing. Right. I think that in the wake of California's growing housing epidemic and housing crisis, Local leaders and state leaders are finding different solutions to tackle this problem, and the three P's of housing policy aim to do this. The first, production is pretty self-explanatory. California needs to build more housing, both affordable housing and market rate housing, and local jurisdictions like in San Jose have been trying to do that. Um, the city has a goal of 10,000 affordable housing units within the next five years, and 15,000 market rate units that it's trying to meet. And it's recently implemented certain programs like a recent tax break for developers who want to build in the city's downtown core, the downtown high-rise incentive program, which cuts and reduces certain fees uh, attributed to the construction. And that is to uh, hope that it will spur more developers to and incentivize them to build here in the city. So I think those kinds of measures have been implemented both at the local and state level. The next set of policies are aimed at preserving, preservation. So local leaders are considering uh, some kinds of models such as a community ownership model through nonprofit owned housing or community land trusts aimed at really keeping people who live in certain communities there. Uh, right to an attorney when someone, a tenant or a family is facing eviction. And another new initiative that here in San Jose is being considered is a right to return policy. This was recently implemented in Portland, Oregon, and it gave African-Americans an opportunity to move back into their neighborhoods with first priority for affordable housing after they were displaced. So that's a really interesting thing people are looking to kind of localize here. And lastly, uh, protectionist policies. Protectionist policies, one that you had just mentioned, maybe 1482, is a great rent control cap or rent stabilization cap bill that will now be implemented starting January 2020 across the whole state. It's the first of its kind to really do that. And I think it's going to help the most vulnerable communities, uh, people of color, People who live in poverty or who spend more than 30% of their income on rent will definitely make the biggest impact on them. And of course, other 
kinds of measures, the LS Act, just cause eviction, and all these other kinds of protectionist policies aimed at giving them the ability to stay in their homes while also making it affordable for them to be able to do that. Yeah. So when you go out into the community and you talk to people about this, what's the thing that surprises you the most? The thing that surprises me the most, at least in Silicon Valley, is how the cost of living has drastically increased in such a short time. While we can all expect that things have become more and more expensive, many people's incomes haven't risen that much, yet everything else around them, from buying groceries at the store to gas to their rent to anything, has exorbitantly gone up. And so... We see people that have had the same income for the past 10 years all of a sudden now fall below the poverty line. And that just feels kind of like a betrayal to some people. Like nothing has changed except everything else around them. And now they can't afford to be in in the spaces and in the communities that they've been raised in and grew up in. And I think that prompts people to get very scared because they feel like they're no longer welcome in a place that they grew up in. But then where do you go, right? How do you mitigate those effects that people don't feel like they're being pushed out? Yeah, I I think a lot of the tensions that came from the Google conversation that even led to some people chaining themselves to chairs. Yeah. I mean, that's just coming from fear. And it's not, in my personal opinion, I don't think it's coming from anger or hatred towards corporate America. I feel like they feel like they're being left behind and it's fear. They love San Jose. They live in San Jose. And in my personal opinion, I feel like they don't hear anybody speaking up for them. I think you're going to hear more voices and the politicians are going to have to do something more than talk. So what do you think as far as the politicians of Silicon Valley? Do you think there's enough will? Yes, definitely. And even just a few weeks ago, the city council here in San Jose held an anti-displacement study session where they asked a bunch of different experts in the region, advocates, and even developers, these questions. And they had been partnering with UC Berkeley on conducting an anti-displacement urban study. And through that study, they found that 40% of people in San Jose are at risk of displacement. Now, that number for communities of color and Latino communities increases where It's 57% for African-American communities and at least 56% for Latino communities. That's more than half for both. And so I think people are really starting to take notice of who can stay here. And because of that fear that you had mentioned, local leaders are trying to act fast. And they do care. I really see that. I think there's just a disagreement on how to approach what everybody is noticing. Yeah, I think the tools in the toolbox are there. And I think the good news is they're starting to look at other places around the country on what they're doing and how they're doing it. And I just think at some point, the constituents are the people that voted them in and they need to just kind of remember who they work for. And I think it's really easy to get distracted with national issues. But I think if they could just kind of focus on their backyard, I think it'd be helpful and it'll be interesting to see what comes next. Well, again, that's our displacement part of our housing section, and thank you.